draws back the pass. He's airing it out. It's going to be long. No! No! Touchdown, Western. Savon Magnet-Jones. Thirty-one twenty-seven. A little Canadian football there for you. And uh, an announcer losing his mind. Western beats someone called Q. I'm going to guess it's Quebec. 13 seconds left in the fourth quarter, and the announcer, touchdown Western. That's some high school football stuff there. You'd love to hear that. Right? We'd love to hear that. Announcers rooting for their favorite teams openly. I'm fine with that. I don't really care about that. Huge news today for the Chicago Bears. Controversial Wednesday is going to have to be controversial Thursday a little bit, but we've got other stuff too. It's Thursday Night Football, so we're going to start with... Oh, wait, that's not... uh, Let's start with Sean McVay. So if you were betting on football last weekend, a lot of people liked San Francisco to cover seven points, to win by more than seven. Down 10 in the fourth quarter, the Rams spike the ball and then trot out the the, the field goal team to make it from a 10-point game to a seven-point game. As time expired, literally impossible to get the onside. Literally impossible. Not like, oh, they did an onside. Nope, not possible. They literally just did it to make it a seven-point game, and everybody who bet on it, including this guy, was like, what the hell? Do coaches and players know the spread? Does that matter to Sean McVay? Here's Sean McVay's explanation of why he did that. Was it to win a football game? No, it couldn't possibly have been. Is there a reason you chose to kick a field goal at the end of the game? Yeah, what we were trying to do is we were trying to be able to get a completion to where we kicked a field goal beforehand uh, with the opportunity to be able We were trying to, if we had hit that deep in breaking route, it really would have worked out the way that we wanted to. We were going to try to kick a field goal right once we got into you know field goal position to then be able to kick an onside and try to give ourselves a real opportunity to win the game. By the time it got down to it, didn't anticipate that, you know, uh, in cut that we hit Puka running that long and just said, all right, just go ahead and kick the field goal. Felt like it was an opportunity to be able to, you know, not leave Matthew susceptible to an unnecessary heave to the end zone. And Yeah, also you could take any games over. And get an opportunity for our field goal operation. But the initial goal was to try to get a two for one to where you end up getting into field goal range a little bit earlier. Blah, 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 blah. No one buys that, dude. You knew what the spread was and you wanted to beat the spread. Doi. Doi. Ah, these people lying in my face. Of course he did. Deion Sanders talking about his son Shadur, who was the starting quarterback at Jackson State. I think there was a retro year or a freshman year in there somewhere as well. And then he, let's see, Jackson State. Now it's Colorado. He's draft eligible right, right meow. And this quarterback class is loaded for the 2024 NFL draft. Uh, most notably, the best prospect since Trevor Lawrence, which is, it seems like these epic prospects are coming out more frequently, but I, I just think that's the the way it looks. I don't think that's true. Like Joe Burrow kind of reared his head in his senior year. Michaela Williams is being compared to Patrick Mahomes in the way that he plays football. And so that's incredible. There are also like three or four other guys that could possibly have been a first overall pick in many other years. And then after that, there's like nine guys that could legitimately be starters in the NFL. And one of those perhaps will end up being a franchise quarterback. One of the guys following Caleb Williams is Shadur Sanders. And he didn't start the season that way. He was like, oh, we'll see what happens. He's playing out of his mind. He's playing against relatively good competition. I mean, Division One football, Colorado State, TCU, and Nebraska. Those are big boy schools. Let's count. 
He's going to play in the Pac-12. It's got a bunch of draft prospects. Uh, he's in the Pac-12 South. That'll be at least Utah and USC, and UCLA has got always got some some draft dudes. But Dion said Shadur doesn't want to be two to nobody. He don't get down like that. So he's suggesting that Shadur is going to stay in school because he wants to be the number one overall pick, and it is very, 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 very clear, very clear that Caleb Williams will be the number one overall pick. So Shadur Sanders will not be the number one overall pick this year. And because of NIL money, it's possible that Shadur could stay in college. I don't know. It depends. I, for me, it depends who's picking up that high. You, Whatever. Everybody knows the risks. But Dion saying that about his son is fascinating to me. Also, I think just come out. The You want to not be the number one overall pick. I mean, you want the excitement. Like, I'm the number one overall pick. But then you find yourself in, like, Carolina. They don't have any draft picks. They don't have an offensive line. They don't have a running back. And they suck at defense. Or you find yourself in Jacksonville where they hire Urban Meyer. You find yourself in Detroit where they can't block Matthew Stafford. You find yourself in Chicago. Like, but if you're drafted seventh, you might find yourself in like Seattle, depending on what picks they have. Or, you know, so I, whatever. Okay, let's get to the Chicago Bears. Yesterday was an out-of-control day. Let's start with Justin Fields, who blamed coaches at his press conference. He did walk this back, but this is what he said about why he hasn't been playing well. Of course, you know, things that I didn't like, I felt like, you know, I wasn't necessarily playing my game. Uh, felt like I was kind of robotic and, you know, not just, not, not not playing like myself, what I should do, what I, uh, this and that, like pocket stuff, like, I'm going to go out there and be me. So, um, yeah. Coaching in Chicago is an absolute mess. The, Justin Fields has started for 27 games, 27, they're 5-22. and 22. They have not won a ball game since October of last year. His completion percentage is 59%. That's bad. He's thrown 26 touchdowns to 24 interceptions. You want that ratio to be 7 to 1 if you're really elite, and I guess 5 to 1 if you're mid-level elite, and 4 to 1 is fine. 1 to 1 is bad. 31 fumbles, 8 of those were lost, and he's averaged 150 passing yards per game, which is like a Navy or Wyoming number in college. So it's really bad. And everybody thought that this was bad. The defensive coordinator missed the game on Sunday. Alan Williams is his name. And nobody knows what was going on with Alan Williams. And then yesterday, the world was lit on fire. So the first thing that happened is we found out that Alan Williams had his home searched by the FBI for some sort of investigation. And then we heard that Peanut Tillman who was an all-pro cornerback and one of, I don't know, top 20 players in Bears history, somewhere in there, maybe higher, who is now an FBI agent in his post-football career, which is sick. We heard that Peanut Tillman called the Bears to tell them that Hallis Hall was going to be searched today. Hallis Hall is, of course, the name of their facility. Hallis Hall was not raided by the FBI. False. The league is not involved. And Peanut Tillman is not involved whatsoever in the matter. The rumors ran wild and wild and wild. Then after the rumors started to come out, Alan Williams resigns as defensive coordinator of the Chicago Bears pending this FBI thing. He said it's for his mental health and to focus on his family. The internet, of course, runs wild with this. This kind of FBI search for someone, a man of this age, is usually associated with a number of crimes. Most of them involve the internet. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to insinuate what the internet is insinuating, but you can guess what everyone's immediate reaction was like. What is this for? And then rumors started circulating, and then people are insinuating that they know. No one knows. People are going to have to know um, if, there, if, if there was indeed an FBI search of this guy's home. He is a private citizen. We think that these coaches are like publicly fun. I mean, in college, they're publicly, it's a little bit, they have to report a little bit more. The Bears and the NFL are the employer here. It's a little bit different, but he's not 
a member of either of those things. And when you resign, you can, depending on the contract situation, he kind of gives up all his money. So this is a bad situation for this guy. We don't know. The rumors are circulating. It's out of control. And then the Bears cut their back of quarterback Nathan Peterman, which is just a way to be like, oh, yeah, this also happened. Like, uh, someone's got to come in front of a mic here and say, hey, this, we know what's being investigated. We don't know what's being investigated. We're cooperating. We're not cooperating. He's not part of the thing. Like, someone's got to get out and say what's going on. And people are going to want to know what's happening. They're not going to be able to kind of bury this. An FBI search and seizure either means that they're desperate for evidence or that they've got a lot of evidence. So they would have to have probable cause to search, but it could it could mean that they are just looking for the nail in the coffin or that they're, you know, really throwing up a prayer and looking for other stuff. Who knows? And who knows what they're even investigating. So do not insinuate certain stuff. There could be ramifications, especially for little guys like me. And then at the end of the day, Cam Akers, the former, I think, first round draft pick of the Rams, the first or second, I don't remember the Florida State running back who was benched for not being, he didn't pledge allegiance to the Rams, allegedly, which is a thing that they make their people do. Weird. Um, Kyron Williams has taken his spot on the Rams. Now Cam Akers has been traded to the Vikings for the swap of 2026 draft picks. That's three years from now. So there's a 2024 draft and a 2025 draft. And then 2026, when Patrick Mahomes will be like 33 They'll swap seven round picks. That's rock bottom for Cam Akers. I'd rather just be cut. It'd be so much less embarrassing to be cut. That is, I, I legitimately think that's more embarrassing than just cutting him for the Rams, too. Just cut him. Cut him. Oh, look. Breaking news. Nathan Peterman has been re-signed. <sighs> what the hell is going on? Let's go to Thursday Night Football. Uh, I've got some bets for you. It's the San Francisco 49ers, the New York Giants, the Giants heading west to Frisco. 7.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Excuse me, 8.15 Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, God, wouldn't that be nice? I don't want to know why they don't do it earlier. Don't you want people to watch through the whole thing? Alas, Saquon Barkley will not be playing in this ballgame. He's going to be out for a number of weeks with a, just a normal ankle sprain. They thought it was a high ankle sprain. It turns out it's a normal ankle sprain, or I think they called it a regular ankle sprain, which is weird. It's a weird thing to say. The Giants are 10 and a half point underdogs. I have some bets for you. I like the Giants to cover. That's a lean. I don't think that that is necessarily like a big best bet from me. Um, but I think I do kind of like the Giants here. It's just a lot of points, and San Francisco has been rolling, but it's a Thursday night, and you can see some garbage. Like, there's a lot of weird options here, and this is a good spot for Dayball. He was coach of the year last year. He's a really, 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 really good head coach. He doesn't lose control of stuff, and this is an opportunity for them to have a moral victory, which is such a New York Giants thing to do. I love the over. 43 and a half. I think, I think this game is going to be in the 50s. And I really like, defense, the, the Giants, like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of throwing the ball. The Giants aren't going to be able to stop the passing game of the Niners, they're probably not going to be able to stop the running game either, but they're definitely not going to be able to stop the passing game. They have rookie corners on both sides of the ball, and the Niners have Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and some other guys in addition to all their running backs. So I love, I think this is going to be a points-heavy game. I think it will get at least 50. I like Brock Purdy over passing yards as well. So Brock Purdy overpassing Giants to cover the spread and over. The, his over passing yards is 229 and a half, so 230 passing yards. Like I said, the... The corners here are garbage. Well, I don't know about their garbage, but they're children. And Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are grown-ass men. So I think that San Francisco, weirdly, you want in games like this, especially in college, you think, oh, just run the ball and get out of here. But your running back is your most important player. So I think that 
I just I don't know anything about anything, but I think that they're going to pass because I think it's just a better way to not get Christian McCaffrey hurt. That's my take, and I'm sticking to it. Football Friday coming up tomorrow. It's a big one. We have the biggest college football weekend of the year that I can find so far. Uh, there are some Big Ten football games happening tomorrow night and a Mountain West football game happening tomorrow night that I'm particularly interested in. Then we've got some huge slate. A lot of famous teams playing each other. Oklahoma's going to Cincinnati. Is that an upset spot? Ole Miss, Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State. It is a big weekend, and I am excited. College football is finally happening. It's been happening, but now it's really happening. Oregon at or Colorado at Oregon, UCLA at Utah. A lot going on. All right. Football Friday coming up tomorrow.